This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Radio 92.9 The Game. The home for our Falcons. 10-5, touchdown Atlanta! WZGC Atlanta and WZGC HD1. Always live and free on the Odyssey app. Atlanta Sports Radio. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Steak Shapiro, Drew Bullard's the steakhouse on the home of the Hawks, home of the Falcons, and home of Atlanta United and their newest president. Nice enough to sit in with us for an hour and co-host and uh, get get him... uh, Hopefully up to speed in some of the stuff happening in Atlanta when we're in the breaks. But when he's on the air, man, this guy's going to tell us where his head's at. And we're thrilled to have him here. And welcome to Atlanta. Garth, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So how excited were you? Anybody that's ever gotten a job that they coveted, um, there's that moment when you find out you have the gig. So take us through, you know, did you have to wait a couple of weeks? Did you and your wife go back and forth about, I, I don't know what's going to happen? Do you get a call from Steve Cannon? Take us through that little process at the end. Sure. No, it was it was a little nerve-wracking because uh, it turns out a lot of people want this job. So yeah. they, they had some other folks that they interviewed even, you know, if you can believe that. And uh, uh, they clearly made a poor choice in the end by picking me. But, you know, <laughs> we had to go through the process. And, and uh, it was it was a couple months, you know, MLS season ends. Unfortunately, Atlanta and Seattle both missed the playoffs. And uh, so after that, they got a hold of me and, you know, you know, a couple different interviews, Zoom, in person, stuff like that. Um, so you flew here, or you yep. they flew out there? Yep, yep, yep. You flew, flew here, flew, flew here, and, and met with a whole bunch of folks here. And 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 I thought, and this is where it gets interesting. So, you know, I go in, and you know, two hours, and and you know, I felt like you did pretty well. You know, I, right. I, I can call I, the wife and said, I think I killed it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I didn't go that far because right. I was. I was. I knew the other guys that I was up against were, were big timers, and so I was like, you know, hey, it went well. I, I've done what I can. You know, I've, I can right. control what I control. So I go back, and in Seattle, they they vote on the general manager every four years, and so and if they vote against you, you're out. You're fired. So uh, the four years come up, and so then so I've interviewed in Atlanta on a Tuesday. What do you mean they vote? So they literally vote. It's the only team in North America that does it. So it, the ownership it, group votes. No, the fans. Wow. Every season, everybody's got a season ticket. Okay. They get a vote, and, wow. they, and they go thumbs up or thumbs down on the GM. That's every four years. And so I'd done four years. I won the first vote. So this is eight. This is year eight in Seattle. So the vote's up. And so a week after, so I do my interview in Atlanta. That that I'm told is probably the last interview. Right. A week goes by. Right. And I'm doing now the town hall, the the meeting. 
and the fans. There's an alliance council. That's the, the representatives of the fans. Wow. And they're doing their annual meeting, and they're going to announce the results of the vote. Right, so I'm, I'm, you know, like I got nothing in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I, I've talked yeah. to them. I've had some good conversations. Right. I got nothing. <laughs> right. So they, they come out and the fans go out and they reelect me with ninety percent. Okay. Wow. Okay. Good so you. that's good, right? So that's I'm, a good number. So, so now I got now at least I got a job, yeah. right? Because because in two House months money. I'm unemployed. My contract's up. Yeah. Well, let me ask you: Was there some? I mean, listen, you you have one of the signature franchises on uh, MLS, obviously, but was there? Fear going in, you may get voted out, or you felt pretty good that you know you were in a good place. Eight, eight years in, I had back, I had some back channel information that led me to believe you're going to be okay. That things okay. were going to be okay, and, okay. and, and yes. we had won the Champions League. We were yeah. the first team in MLS to do that, so so there were some some positives there. Right. Um, so I get I get reelected with with ninety percent, and I got to go walk out on stage and you know give a twenty minute speech saying you know thank you. It's yeah. been an awesome eight years. Love Seattle. You know all from the heart because like I said, I got I got nothing anywhere else. Like I'm I'm, I'm yeah. I think I'm here. So I walk off the stage, and the Seattle, uh, you know, Seattle Digital Department posts uh, retained. And so it's like a picture of me. It's got a neon green bar retained. Seen it. Yep. And uh, and so the next morning, though, apparently somebody in Atlanta wakes up and sees this, and is like, I get a phone call. Like, did you sign with Seattle? And I was like, No, 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 no. That's just the fans. Now, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, so now I am now I'm allowed to get a contract offer from Seattle. If I want to sign with Seattle, how interesting! Um, and but then within 24 hours of that, then I was told that well, you, you know, you're gonna have a call with Mr. Cannon, and again, no indication like yes, no, more interview, like you got to call Mr. Cannon. All right, um, and then that was that Friday, so I wound up I think it was either two or three days after. Then they offered me the job, and I said absolutely, you know, want to do it, and it's a huge promotion for me, chance of a lifetime, that kind of stuff. But it was, it was yeah. an interesting week, man. Sure. Where, so where did you come forth. here to get? Did he tell you over the phone, or you flew here to meet with Mr. Cannon. He he told me virtually, yeah, hey, we virtually, want to offer right. you the job, and then you had to go through the contract stuff and all right. that. And, awesome. Man, so out. exciting time. What did you know about Atlanta United? Um, obviously, a lot more than the average fan. You're running a team in the same league. But what was, before you started diving into the franchise, what was your perception of this organization? I'd been here twice. Um, I wanted to check out the training facility uh, because Seattle was building the training facility. So Atlanta United was gracious enough to host me. It's, it's arguably the best training facility in the league. Uh, you obviously go to Mercedes-Benz, biggest, you know, arguably the best stadium in the world. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe, maybe SoFi is, uh, you know, on a similar level now. But, you know, it's just amazing. The facilities are incredible. They're world-class. Uh, and, you know, I did know a couple of people internally. I mean, the, the team administrator was in Seattle with me. The equipment manager was there. And then a guy who you guys know, Darren Eels, mm-hmm, I think he's maybe been on the show. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you believe it or not, Darren and I were roommates uh, on the Hampton Roads Mariners, which wow. is a, a minor league soccer team you've never heard of. <laughs> but in 1995, we played together for five months. Uh, in the minors together and so we stayed friends and so I had called him every once in a while and said hey how's it going what's it like out there things like that and and obviously he gave me his perspective and and uh you know I had no idea he was going but then then all of a sudden he left and I was like oh well that's always sounded interesting right maybe maybe there's something there uh after the season but obviously the way that we came into the league was unique in, in the success I think you used the term when talking about getting back to that level, there was an inevitable, inevitable decline. Um, and you didn't mean that as a knock. You meant it like you can't start at a higher level than the way Atlanta United started, right? Yeah. No, I mean, they, they rose like the Phoenix, right? Like just, just shot out of a cannon. And, and uh, you know, to some degree, it was just unsustainable. And, and yeah. so they've kind of, you know, again, come to earth. You know, use whatever phrase you like. And, but, you know, there's so many positives here. 
there's so many resources here. Uh, you know, it's it's an NFL level organization. You know, uh, the you know the Sounders started out as part of the Seahawks organization, mm-hmm. went out on their own. I think this model is something that I think works even better uh, to be a partnership with an NFL organization because you have all these shared resources, right? So now, if, for example, if I'm trying to ramp up the analytics for Atlanta United, I got three people on the Falcons I can talk to to say, cool. hey, what do you guys do? You know, how, how are you guys approaching this in sports science? And, you know, uh, Drew, you know from having played, sports science is sports science. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's just data. It's just information, right? If you're talking about football players, you're soccer players, you're going to get different numbers. You may be looking at, at, looking at it different ways, but it's the, the information's there. Um, and so the ability to get better quickly is, is a good thing. Going back to your interview process, you said two hours here, two hours there. What are you diving into coming in and, and pitching yourself as a potential president? Is it those analytics? Is it operational? Is it, hey, here's what we have to do on a game day perspective? I'm fascinated to hear what that process is like. Sure. Look, one of the things that I came in with was I said, and I, I, honestly, I didn't realize this until I got you know one or two hours into the, because we had, I think we had three in total. Um, and just listening to the questions and stuff, they were interested in kind of there'd been this you know uh, you know startup mode almost you mm-hmm. know like, like you know because darren was here i think two years before the they played they kicked the ball in anger oh, yeah. uh and you had this huge run-up to this right and then it was this mentality of right, we, we're going to be all things to all people and and you know just the excitement kind of drove everything and there was it came through in the interviews like there was some desire for a little bit more structure and and the, the idea to build out the idea of a soccer organization as opposed to just a, a soccer team and I said, hey, you know what? This actually sounds a lot like what happened in Seattle. So Seattle left the Seahawks, and that, that's why I got hired in Seattle, because Adrian Hanauer, who's the majority owner out in Seattle, he had done everything within that Seahawks umbrella. And then when the Sounders went out on their own, then he said, hey, I need some help. I gotta, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to run the business. You run the soccer. And, but we had to build out. So there was just one team, right? And then you had to launch a, a second team, a reserve team. And then you had to, to build out the academy yeah. um, and right from scratch. And so Atlanta's ahead of the curve on all those things in terms of the build out. But it's not all integrated together is what I would say. And so what I was able to present then a little bit was, hey, I, I, I have this look. My, my other, I'm a lawyer by training. So, um, you know, I was able to say, hey, look, I've worked at a Fortune 500 company. And I know what a good organization looks like. And sports is special in the sense that people talk about you more and you get a report card every week. Yeah, wins and but, losses. But, but the day-to-day, How to run it's, a still, it's still a business, Absolutely. man. It's yeah. still, and it's still a culture, and you're still working with people. And right. if the people are happy and they're productive, you're going to do okay. Um, so I felt like I could, I could do some stuff that I'd done before and bring it here and, and hopefully apply it and, and have success. Carl Lagerway awesome. is with us live in studio. He's the president of Atlanta United. Fascinating background. Um, Give us a little bit of sense, because your your playing career is also something that took you all over the world. So how does a kid growing up in Chicago get to play international soccer at the level you did in professional soccer? How does that, was your dad a soccer guy, the community, the Midwest, like how did it all play out? You're asking the best questions, Snake. I mean, yeah. you are just throwing me these softballs <laughs> here. So literally, no, so I grew up in Chicago, man. And, yep. and so I... Uh, Look, I'm going to give away some of my, my loyalties here because I'm a Falcons fan now, as you guys, right. as you guys know. Despite a lot of the, well, 30, you did the, just... the previous 48 years of my life was spent rooting for a different team. But... <laughs> let, let, let's just say I hope you're as excited about uh, next season as you are about meeting Kevin Butler's son, <laughs> which just happened in the break, and he goes, what? I say, yeah, that's Kevin Butler's son. 
and Garth's jaw dropped, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, 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 I mean, this is amazing. I mean, right. they don't. I've seen. He's like others. Kevin Butler. That's his son. I was like, yeah, that's Drew Butler. It's like so. Anyway, just that's he, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's great. Man. Where's your dad? Yeah. But anyway, so you grew up a Bears fan. I, I, I did, and, and, and Drew, I played as long as you did. Five played, made it five there years. I, I tell everybody, hundred pounds ago, I was a professional athlete. So <laughs> uh, we all we all have our dreams. Um, no, so so look, so dad is uh, a German language and culture scholar at Elmhurst College, uh, so just outside Chicago. And I'm a Bears fan. And, and you know, Walter Payton, you know, Gary Fensick, uh, you know, Doug Plank, you know. Of course. Big, Mike Singletary, meaty, big, Richard Dent. Yeah. And, and I was a meathead. So I, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to play this. And my dad's like, oh, you're going to get hurt if you do that. So how about this? Uh, why don't you give soccer a try? And, you know, I'd play baseball and basketball and kind of everything. Uh, and, and, and if you don't like it, you know, then you can go, you can go and you can play football, but I want you to play soccer first. I played soccer in college. I said, all right, no problem. So I do that and I do like the field thing and I'm not used to using my feet as much and you know, it's, it's a struggle. Right. And then like the third practice, they put me in goal and I, I was a decent athlete. So then I saved everything and they're like, well, now other people can't do that. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm good at this, I guess. I now W goalie. Yeah. I now W a goaltender. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I, so I and you're how old when that happens? 10. Well, I started playing soccer at 10. I, was, I made the state team at 12 years old and then you know, made the regional team and made youth national But at 10 and, years old, you're a goalie. That's yeah. it. That, yeah. They, yeah. They pretty, figure out. You got the hand-eye. Yep. And you're a good athlete. Yep. And you're not great with your feet necessarily. Yep. And you became a goalie at, at a very, very high level for this country, at yep. least, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so, so I get through high school, and my parents are both big education. You know, my mom's a teacher. My dad's a college professor. And so, of course, I'm smarter than both of them. I'm like, I, I'm not going to college. I'm going to go pro. Right. Uh, like every good 18-year-old. <laughs> good perspective, right? <laughs> So my dad, again, my dad's, he's, he's a clever guy. He's like, all right, well, I'm not going to tell you not to do that. But how about this? I'll take a sabbatical from Elmhurst College. I'm going to go because the, the Berlin Wall fell in 89. Okay. Um, and I graduate high school in uh, May of 1990, so basically six months later. Uh, and my dad organizes this trip to Germany. He says, I'm going to go study for my profession, and you come with me. And he makes some connections, and I wind up with a, ho- a host family, basically is what it was, the Wienholz. Uh, just outside of Freiburg in Bad Kotzingenhausen, uh, and I, I had my dad had spoken German to me as a kid, and so I didn't know it. But I literally I got to Germany, and in two days I could speak fluent German. Wow. It's the most bizarre thing ever. Like all the brain stuff that you read about, like it was all there. Okay. I didn't know it was there, but I could speak German in two days, so that helped. Uh, and then so, so anyway, so I'm there, and I play soccer in a fourth division. And the first week I'm there. The guy who's starting breaks his leg. <clears throat> so all of a sudden now I go from just a kid who's hanging around and I get a whole bunch of games, which is fourth division semi-pro. But, you know, for a high school kid, it was really good experience. I do that for six months. I tear my Achilles. And then I said to my dad, well, maybe college isn't such a bad idea after all. You know, if it turns out you can get hurt uh, in this stuff as well. So I, I rehabbed that, went back, played for Duke, and then got drafted in the MLS. And I have the honor still to this day stake. I am arguably the least talented player ever to play in the league. Well, so they had their 16 yep. rounds of the draft, right? 10 picks, 160 guys taken in the inaugural MLS draft. I get picked 150. 150. So not quite Mr. Relevant, but right. pretty darn close. 10 away. Yeah, 10 away. And I, I made it five years in the league. Uh, still pretty proud of that. Uh, and uh, But I was the worst player. I was the lowest draft to pick <laughs> player ever, you know, at every single season that I, that I played. I so. want to hear about going to Duke and out this background as a lawyer as well. Garth Lagerway is live. 
in studio. He's the president of Atlanta United. We got some players we want to ask you about. Got some front office guys we're going to ask you about. Talk about the uh, uh, fan groups as well. And also, Drew Butler found a video. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, we have to. I have it pulled up right now. I know we didn't have we're, time right we're here. We're going to ask about it. There's some questions we have about a video. <laughs> um, and, and some fashion choices as well. <laughs> right? So we'll get into that. Thrilled to have the President of Atlanta United live in studio. It's the Steakhouse Steak, Drew and Garth Lagerway coming back on Sports Radio 929 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. The president of Atlanta United with us, Garth Lagerway. Um, nice enough to spend the hour with us as we learn more about him as he gets ready uh, to uh, take over uh, this franchise and came through a process where they talked to folks all over the world to become president of Atlanta United. How many days on the job right now? This is day nine. Day nine, awesome. huh? Well, you better get it together, brother. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to come after you real soon. Uh, we were going to uh, – we did a bunch of research getting ready for the interview. and have a lot of stuff to ask about, including some of your players and your front office guys. But we, we did notice yes. some of the footage from Got your – two things first. Yeah, um, I know Wikipedia is not always accurate, but 50th birthday next Monday. It is. Happy birthday, yeah. December yeah. 12th. All right, we'll be uh, – You want to hear about the all-time worst birthday ever? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so, of course. So it's COVID, right? 2020, right? And and, and Sound, Sounders had won the title in 19. So we make it back to MLS Cup uh, in 2020. We got to go to Columbus for the final, right? The day before the game, uh, Darlington, Nagby, uh, and Santos, two of their top five or six players, COVID out. Like, we got this. Cakewalk, gonna, you know, we're, it's going to be, we're going to repeat. Go in there, right? <clears throat> so fly in with the boss, the owners, all that stuff together. 
It's my the game's on my birthday. I'm like, car- this is going to be the best day of yeah, my life. Yeah, it's the coronation, right? and yeah. it's the coronation exactly. of another title. Yep. Give up a goal in the first eight minutes, get absolutely annihilated. Three nothing. Oh. Never in the game. Right. It's over after twenty minutes, and then you have to fly back on the plane, and like literally, no one speaks for six hours. Oh. Like it was the worst birthday really? that ever was, oh, was ever had. Anyway, sorry. What if we um, brought back this hairdo for your fiftieth yeah, birthday? We need to. I, I'm going to tweet this out, but the braids, Garth. Can we get this going back? I mean, you'd fit in really well. You have to understand. He's he's younger. He's a little lighter. Is that blonde hair? With... There, there might have been some sun in on the tips there. It's, it's right. conceivable. I had the rubber bands on the ends there that matched the jersey because because yeah. we didn't think that through with the hairdresser before the game and I stuff like, like that. that. That was yeah. What's it was, the, what's the it's unfortunate? Me- what's the statement you're trying to make there? You just I, I that I'm confused. <laughs> uh, you know that, that I'm that I'm 23 and I think I'm cool yeah. and, and uh, I'm a pro athlete because of my rookie year. All right, but then this is awesome as well. So much has been talked about in this World Cup PKs games. Now we're in the knockout stage. You're coming down to PKs, and this is the first ever MLS final. And you are the goalie here for Kansas City, but these PKs are way different. It's almost like a hockey shootout. It is. That's and exactly check what you it is. out getting active here with the great block. Now explain to the people, I know we're on radio, but what's happening is they're about 40 yards away from the goal, and the attacker gets to start and move towards the goalie, and the goalie could move out of the goal, and it's like a hockey yeah, shootout. Yeah, it's exactly it is. like uh, a hockey penalty shot. Yeah, so, so the first five years of the league, the league had these shootouts, and it's, you guys said it exactly right. You got five seconds to shoot. You start, I think it's 35 yards away, uh, and whoever scores the most out of five, then then they win. And believe it or not, I was the best shootout goalkeeper of all time. I literally, I think I was 8-1-1, one, one, something like that. So I won more of these than anybody what's, else. What's the key? How aggressive are you as a goalie to, in that scenario? To be a moron. So you, you come out as fast as you can, and if yeah. you can stick your big, fat mitts and face <laughs> and, and, and chest in front of people, yeah. uh, you know, soccer players are not the biggest guys. So I'm, you just I'm, blocked Kobe Jones right there. That's right. right. Yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah. How and about and this? Uh, amazing. So anyway, aggression. How much easier, scare people and and take the ball from? How them. much easier is it uh, than a, than a normal penalty kick, which is what we see now? Yeah, penalty kicks usually have expected goals is point seven five, meaning three and four usually get scored, and the shootouts it was closer to fifty fifty. You got an initial thought on uh, the USA and the World Cup and in general what the World Cup's been like so far? Yeah, yeah. The, the U.S., this is the best U.S. team ever, in my opinion. Um, and the Why? Way, so so they played eight halves of soccer, right? And they were, the better, they were clearly the better team in five. They were arguably the better team in seven. Um, and in 2002, which is the only team that has ever won a knockout game for the U.S., um, first of all, the, the team they beat in the quarters was Mexico, a team that we see all the time we're familiar with. Right. So put a little bit of an asterisk on that one. Um, and they were scrapping and fighting and counterattacking, and, like, you know, they weren't the better team, right? So we played soccer. We played, We were the better team, and, and that is what's really, really exciting. And that, um, and again, I, I'll give my bias away here because I, I told you guys off air, I think that I, you know, was in school uh, right, right down the street from Greg Berhalter. He's a Carolina, I was a Duke. Um, but Brian McBride and I, who's the general manager of the U.S. team, he and I grew up together in Chicago suburbs. Um, but those guys picked that team, picked this team in 22 with 2026 yep. in mind, right? So that team, everybody, there's eight guys who started in that for that team that are very likely going to start in 2026, plus Miles Robinson from Atlanta United. So Similar you know. to the England model four years ago. Yep. When you saw that most of that team is now get a chance to compete and win the World Cup, right? When you started That's to correct. see, so is there some comparisons there how they built it? There is, and even going back one cycle for that, Germany, two thousand ten, plays a really young team. Twenty fourteen, they win the World Cup. So Se- we're the second youngest team in this World Cup. That's correct? right. Yep. So all good signs pointing to, hey, listen, maybe we're lucky enough. You know, our building is going to have at least four or five games, maybe the semifinals, right? Yes, have a chance for that as well. 
it, look, that was a big factor. When I was looking at other jobs, I said I'm not going somewhere because Seattle was a host city. I said I'm not going somewhere unless it, 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 yeah. they're going to host the World Cup because I I, my, I want my boys, my kids. Yeah, I want them to be there for that event. Like that, the whole city is going to be awesome like that. How awesome is it going to be? Unbelievable. It will be unbelievable. It'll be like pe- people said. At least for we have a lot of friends who own restaurants and hotels and do business, and they'll say it's going to be like four or five Super Bowls consecutively in terms of the people that, especially with our airport and the amount of international folks that would plan their summer around being here to watch World Cup games. Well, and look, I asked in my interview, I said, hey, is this like the 96 Olympics that, that were transformational uh, for Atlanta? And, and the folks here thought this is going to be bigger yeah. than the Olympics. I mean, it's the same idea, right? It's a month-long tournament. You got, to your point, you got the airports. You got people coming in from all over the world. Like, it could be really, you know, a, a tru- truly uh, dynamic experience for, for hopefully for soccer in general, but for Atlanta United in particular. Yeah, think about the venues that's going to get the U.S. soccer team in some of these venues and what that atmosphere oh. is going to be like. You it's, know, we've had it for women's. You know, we had the Women's World Cup and the famous, you know, L.A. moment. Haven't had it in America for men, yep, right? That's right. And uh, heroes will be made. So most of that team or a good, a good portion are going to be playing Four years from now. That's right. Very yeah. exciting stuff. Uh, let's ask you, uh, by the way, uh, live in studio, Garth Lagaway, the new president of Atlanta United. Uh, five years in MLS, is that right? Five Played five years. Played yeah. five years. Yep. Uh, won a cup as a general manager in St. Louis. Or you, uh, Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. Salt Lake, yep. And then two was Seattle. Yep, that's right. Was one moment greater than another? Was one team more fun? I mean, was there something that uh, worth – Sharing with us about winning those championships. Sure, uh, and Drew, you asked me, you know, what's it like, you know, from the from the home side to, to play in Seattle, play at Lumen, um, and there were two times uh, that we sold out uh, all of Lumen because the normal Sounders crowds forty forty thousand gotcha. and capacity seventy thousand in that building, uh, and for the twenty nineteen MLS Cup final, that was really cool. And uh, uh, Macklemore is one of the minority owners of yeah, the Sounders, so yeah. there, literally there was a Macklemore concert in the parking lot. And then everybody walked in together, and they're singing, and people are on the concourse, like, serenading you, like, back and forth. It was, it was really cool. I thought it could never be topped. And then, uh, you know, if you win MLS uh, Cup, you get to go to Champions League. So you play the best teams uh, from around, basically between the North Pole and the Panama Canal. We, everybody plays each other, and you win that when you go to the Club World Cup. No one in MLS had ever won the Champions League. And this year, in May, the Sounders became the first team to do that. And that was the coolest wow. moment I've ever That's had awesome. in sports. Wow. Um, because uh, you had you had you had fans from Mexico coming in, right? So you had this international flair to it and all that. And again, seventy thousand people in the building. Uh, we scored just before halftime. Uh, we get a goal in the second half, and then everybody in the stadium turned on their flashlights, and it was like this spiritual experience, like a rock concert. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole building now is like swaying back and forth with the flashlights on. We're up two nothing. We score a third. Wow. And it triggered the earthquake monitors just yeah. down the street from yeah. the stadium. It's just like the beast, like the beast quake, the beast mode run yeah. uh, of of lore. Uh, and so it, it it was spiritual. I mean, yeah. like it was you know we we made history. You know, no one had ever done it before. That was the coolest moment I've ever had in sports. Garth Lagaway is with <laughs> us. Tell us uh, as you look at the roster, and I'll ask you about a couple of guys. But in general, what do you think has ailed Atlanta United last few seasons? Obviously, Arthur Blank, Steve Cannon have made it very clear. Arthur did on our show. We talked to him a few weeks ago. 
Our expectation was not met in any way, shape, or form last few years. We need to be a championship franchise. What what has happened, in your opinion? And talk about our roster a little bit and what you think has to happen. Sure. Um, look, I mean, we want to build a, a championship team. We want to have a championship business. And we want to be a championship, championship contender in the community as well and, and hit all those pillars of the uh, AMBSE uh, values. Um, and in terms of on the field, uh, you know, I think that uh, – you had you had some really dynamic guys, right? You had you know Almiron, maybe the best signing in league history, um, and then he goes on to the Premier League. And, yep. but, and I think maybe if I had any criticism, it was that they tried Atlanta United tried to be all things to all people. They tried to have the best player transfers and have the best team and have the best of all. And you just can't you can't do all of those things. Um, and as a result, you had some disruption. You got to have stability, right? In any pro sports franchise, it doesn't matter the, the team. And you, so you've had a number of coaches, and now you got a young coach in Gonzalo Pineda. And I think it makes sense to be patient with Gonzalo. And Gonzalo and I worked together in Seattle, so we got a base together. Um, but, you know, what I tell everybody is going back to my Salt Lake days, uh, Jason Christ was a coach there. Um, and we were a, fi- a below 500 team until. Uh, September of 2009, his third season, the end of his third season, we went on a run, won the title in 2009. Um, but only in 2010, his fourth year in charge, that we have a winning record for the first time. Now, I hope it doesn't take that long with, with Gonzalo, but my point is you can have good coaches that take time yeah, to, to kind of figure it out. And you gotta, you gotta, if you're going to hire a young first-time coach, you got to understand, like, you got to give him a chance. You got to let him grow into the role. So I think you got that. And I think we'll, so inevitably we'll be better than we were last year in that sense, right? Because Gonzalo's going to be more experienced. Um, you know, I think you had a lot of uh, what I would say were coach-centric decisions made under Tata, and, and it launched the franchise again, and in startup mode, that made a lot of sense. But I think what we need to do now is to be more process-oriented, more data-driven, more, uh, you know, so I view my job as building a sustainable foundation. So going kind of brick by brick, building out analytics, uh, making objective evidence part of our process, like to really be a lawyer, honestly, and right. to look at everything objectively and say, okay, that worked, but why did it work? You know, or that didn't work. All right, why didn't it work? Right. So they had they had a bunch of injuries last year, right? And and that and that derailed them. And that der- again, that'll derail any team. But what did you do about the injuries? Because it, it's not just luck. There's an element of luck for sure. Um, but you got to have you got to look at your performance department. You got to look at your medical department. You got to look at your periodization, how you're training your athletes. And if you put those processes in place. It's like putting up guardrails, and now now you're gonna at least bang into the guardrail before you go all the way over, and, and a bunch of guys get hurt, or you know, and, and look, maybe you have to overcorrect, be too conservative. So anyway, it's a long-winded way of saying I think by building in processes, uh, by being systematic, building this foundation, I think we can build this thing up because there's a ton of talent here. There's a ton of good starting points. Tiago Almada plays for Argentina again, maybe the best signing in MLS history. Um, that's a player to get really excited about. Guzan's healthy. Miles Robinson's healthy. Right. I think there's a lot yeah, of good things. Name. Joseph yep. Martinez, thoughts on him? Uh, you know, uh, Joseph's. Uh, I, I haven't had a chance to meet with him here. Uh, two weeks in, the guys are off. It's you know, it's off season. We'll bring him back in January. You know, one of the things that's interesting about Joseph, he has a no trade clause in his contract. So, um, what it does is, you know, and that's not good or bad, but it makes you work together, right? It's, it's yep. that well, neither side can kind of uh, mm-hmm. force an outcome. And you know, look, from what I understand, there maybe there's been some friction there, but hey, we'll figure it out and we'll work together on. Is a there a chance and, he's a part of uh, Atlanta United next season? Hey, you know, I don't think any decisions have been made. Right. Um, you know, and, and one of my big things is I am not going to come in here with a bunch of decisions and start swinging a hacksaw and say he's going and he's staying. And like, I, I know there, again, there's a bunch of good people here with a bunch of good starting points. So I'm going to observe. I'm going to I'm going to watch, and then we'll make decisions. In Diego Almada, uh, any reason to think he could be sold, or is he going to be a part of this organization? How important is he? 
I, I think he's the, the, the cornerstone. Yeah. I mean, I think he's the guy to build around. I think when you look at him and playing in the middle of the park, and again, playing for Argentina in the World Cup, yeah, right? like, that's, that's not bad, right? Like, uh, if you're going to start with starting point. I was going to say, like, that's, that's a good jump off point, yeah, right? Yeah, like, we, we can do some good things with that. <laughs> There's something to it. Uh, live in studio, Garth Lagerway. He is the president of Atlanta United. We're going to play three strikes when we come back. We got some other stuff here for this, the big guy? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I want to talk about the development stuff, too. I mean, you're moving to Metro Atlanta. You got young kids. I got young kids as well. I think this is one of the best places in all of the country for young soccer talent. So I'm yeah, there's a lot, there. lot of dads who would Absolutely. love to hear what your thoughts are on developing and, and, you know, college soccer, you know, pro soccer, all that stuff. So um, we'll talk about it. We only got about 20 minutes left. We're having some fun in studio on the Steakhouse talking Atlanta United. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Stake and Drew Butler. Thanks so much for being with us. As uh, we continue with Garth Lagerway, we only got about uh, 10 minutes. we got to move fast. I'm telling everybody in the room, we're moving fast right here. I'm the point guard. I'm Trey Young, but I'm going to have a better day than he did last night. And uh, we got to get to a few uh, topics. But breaking news, Ian Rappaport, Desmond Ritter has been named the starter in Atlanta. I think we all sensed it was coming after the game when uh, Arthur Smith did not rule out the notion of whatever it's going to take. And indeed, uh, the Desmond Ritter era begins. This is big news, Mr. Garth, as you know. NFL is king, right? So uh, let's hit that mic. Sorry. You're good now. He's got it. You're, you're good. You're good. Um, NFL's king. Quarterback change big news. So Understandable. That's, that's part of the family, man. How, how about in Seattle, by the way, where you came from? What's happened? Russell Wilson out and Geno Smith the star, right? Hey, he, it's that incredible. That is a story, dude. Uh, yeah, what the coaching staff's done with him and the, the GM out there. to have. Yeah, John Schneider is going to look like an absolute genius yep. for what he did by 100%. dealing Russ and you know getting Geno to play the level he is. So Very, very cool. All right, we're going to get to a few things here. I want to do our three strikes question. So um, we, we've, we've tailored this. To our friend here in studio, 404 And then we're going to ask about developmental and, and, and kids playing soccer a little bit as well. I know Drew has some questions. First one is the coolest place you have ever watched a sporting event. 
the coolest place? What would be yours, having watched them all over the world, um, I would imagine? Is there one place that – I mean, I guess Seattle is a pretty cool place to watch a sporting event probably as well, right? It, it, it is. And, and look, what I, what I might say is I was in a – I studied abroad in law school in Florence, Italy uh, during the 2002 World Cup. And there were students from all over, the, all over the world, and there was this, like, a, they all put together, put it on a, on a screen in the city square. So maybe right in the middle of downtown Florence. That's an awesome place. The smartest person you know. Uh, let's just tell you, this dude over here, he, he's Duke undergrad. He's Georgetown Law School. How many languages do you speak, by the way? Only two. Okay, only two. Wow, dummy. Um, so we geared it towards him. The smartest person you know. He's up there. I'll say my mom, though, because she's listening, and she speaks eight languages, which is really impressive. And she um, is also listening on our app, which you need to be doing as well, on the Odyssey app and uh, odyssey.com as well. Do you have somebody that comes to mind, the smartest person you know? You just said your mom speaks eight languages. Um, My wife's grandma, Sylvia Kirsch, who passed away earlier this year, RIP, she spoke eight languages. She was unbelievable. Sharp as a tack, 98 years old. Unbelievable. All right. And the restaurant that our new MLS president has to try, the one Atlanta spot he has to try, um, Atlanta. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, Atlanta eats a lot to help him out. Are Are you a food guy? Are you into. Great meals and oh, look at me! I mean, it takes a lot of calories <laughs> to sustain this kind of weight. Yeah, well, you're just a little above your playing weight in MLS, just yeah. a little bit from that. So I got spots for you, though. I've I appreciate show, that. Show in town, but uh, if he has to try one place, what would it be? Three questions: coolest place you've ever watched a sporting event, the smartest person that you know, and the restaurant that our buddy here, Garth Lagerway, has to try here in Atlanta. Four zero four seven four one zero ninety two nine. Yeah, Garth, I wanted to ask you one question just because you're here in Atlanta. Metro Atlanta is obviously booming, and Arthur Blank and AMBSC have had success with Atlanta United. Seattle Sounders, obviously, where you just came from, have had success. That all starts at the top. From a developmental standpoint, there may not be a better area in the country of finding young talent and developing them than right here in Metro Atlanta. So what are your thoughts around the development for uh, Atlanta United and and how you're going to play in that role? Look, I, I think it's a, a cornerstone what this franchise should be. Um, you know, if you look at what player development is, just, just from a contractual basis, it's basically a cheat code in a video game because if you are able to develop these guys internally, you effectively can throw off a first-round draft pick every year. You know, if you're able to yeah. push one of these guys into the first team, you know, uh, exciting young players like uh, Caleb Wiley, you know, coming in, playing a role, you know, and those guys are same as the NFL. They're on rookie contracts for four years. So from, from a value perspective, that's incredible if, you know, if you're able to bring those guys in uh, and then you have the double benefit of, you know, you can either choose to sign them long term. Hopefully that's the solution with Miles Robinson or you can sell them abroad and you can make some revenue uh, from that as well. So lots, lots of options, I think. In, but this talent pool is, I think, un, unparalleled in terms of what the opportunity is here. And, you know, look, you, you look at an athlete in my interview, um, I was talking to Rich McKay about uh, some of the analytics they use and the sprint speed and stuff. And he, he talked to me a little bit about Kyle Pitts. And I was just like. Wow. Well, how do we get the next Kyle Pitts to play soccer? Right. Yeah. You know, because NFL careers don't always last forever. Right. You know, and and uh, well, you you, you, know, you, you exciting. Lay, you laid out in the break. There, there's, it's it's not the you know uh, the good old days twenty years ago where soccer wasn't an opportunity for career for American players, American athletes. There's a lot to be said about the wear and tear of playing in the NFL or how long your career can be. A lot more options in professional soccer, right? A lot, yeah, a lot more professional soccer players, you know, just from a numbers perspective. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you say to a dad right now who wants to give their kid the best chance? Is it soccer academies? Is it, is it, you know, if you want to put them on the fast track to playing at the at the highest level or the next level, what do you tell dads and moms listening right now? Look, you know, 
get your kids touching a ball. I mean, even just like basic brain development. If you're, ta- if you're talking as a parent now, and I know, I know, Drew, you got kids, like you got to play a sport with your feet and yeah. another sport with your hands, right? And and if you do that, your brain literally figures out like how to do a bunch of stuff. That's what makes you coordinated. It, it, it actually improves your vision. They get all this research, right? So do different stuff, try different stuff. But then at 12 years old is when the academy starts for uh, for Atlanta United. And at that age, again, I don't know if it's important to be one of the top 20 or 24 12-year-olds, um, but if you can be in and around soccer, working on your skills and stuff like that, you really want to acquire your, your crucial skills before you're 13, 14 years old in terms of that aptitude on the ball because the soccer comes down to this. Can you pick your head up while your, while your foot yeah. is controlling the ball? You have to do both things simultaneously. So, And that's not easy from a brain right. perspective. you got to work all that out. Um, but hopefully if you can acquire those skills by 14, again, with the athletic talent pool that's here, now all of a sudden you can be really, really dynamic in terms of what you're pushing forward into that talent pool, pushing up to, to MLS. So, and, and but last thing, like the average salary now in the Atlanta United starting lineup, it's, it's a million bucks, close to it. That's so, I mean, sweet. you can make the a living. The real career. Yeah. The real yeah, career. This is the the, um, the opportunity with our American team, bigger, faster, stronger than we've ever been in, in terms of athletes, right? I yep. mean, certainly we weren't getting pushed around. We're not going to get pushed around on the international level given the size of our athletes and the athletes that they are. That, yes and no. So, so yes, that's the best team. We, we were able to move the ball, right? We're super fast, super dynamic athletically in that sense. But a lot of those guys were still little guys. Little guys. And, and you need the little I mean, Messi, you know, 5'7". Yeah. You know, the two best players we had in Seattle, Ladero, Rui Diaz, 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, so you don't the, – the beauty of soccer is you don't have to be big, right? So if you're not going to be 6'4", 250, you can play in the pros, right? So that's good. But – if you're building a soccer team and you can add a couple of center backs that are 6'2", 250, you're, that's going to make a pretty big difference. And, you know, goalkeepers are 6'5", 6'6". Like, Absolutely. You know, so you need, you need everything, and there's an opportunity for everybody. Is Messi coming to the MLS? I am cautiously optimistic that that is How real. How big will that be? I, look, I was around. I was, I was at my law firm when David Beckham came, yeah. and all of a sudden, all these women wanted to talk to me who wanted to go to a <laughs> soccer game. And trust me, it wasn't because of me. Right. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I think Messi huge. could have an impact like that. All right, give me. We're going to take two quick calls. Give me twenty seconds on the teams left in quarterfinals, and and how big is this England France game in terms of what it means to those two countries? I mean, that's that's the one arts. for the ages, right? One I mean, like yeah, like pull up a chair and, and and get some popcorn and you know drink a beer and and you know that's it's that's amazing being in London this summer and being in Paris. How the Parisians feel about London, about England, and the way they look down on them. Oh and yeah, like a bunch I mean, of, that's real. They, they, they fought a war real. for a hundred years. Right. I mean, like, like these people this, hate each they other. People hate each other. <laughs> I mean, they hate each yeah. other. That's what jumped out of me when I came back. It's like, wow, uh, England and France. That is not a good mix at it, all. The fact that they're playing in this quarterfinal. It's it's amazing and look for a soccer purist, uh, Netherlands against Argentina. That's going to be a tactical right. masterclass. There's so many good players in those teams. So I mean, there's there's different stripes for different people, but I mean those two I think are the marquee matchups. That's awesome. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f- on on the steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, Steve-O in Roswell, the coolest place you've ever watched a sporting event. Good to be back, buddy. Last time I was on, you banned me from uh, three strikes for the week in October. Was glad Uh, to have you back. Yes, sir. Let's go with the original Orange Bowl in the 90s, Penn State, Miami, in a monsoon. The smartest person you know? My sister, Kathy, from Newport, Rhode Island. Restaurant that uh, our buddy Garth has to try in Atlanta? Jay Christopher's for breakfast and Marlowe's for a late lunch. Let's get, thank you, buddy. Big James on the west side. Coolest place you've ever watched a sporting event. Uh, 
I never watched the sporting event, but I walked through the Santiago Bernabeu, and it was uh, amazing. Smartest person you know. That'd be me, State. <laughs> Absolutely. Restaurant that uh, our new MLS president has to try. Definitely got to go get you some chili dogs at the Varsity. And I, I had a feeling somebody was going to say the Varsity. I mean, you should probably go by there, but I, I've got a few other spots for you. I've right? got one. Yeah, go you ahead. you got to go to Kevin Rathbun's Steak. Yeah, Kevin Rathbun's Steak. It's a good buddy. Right on the it's belt line. absolutely phenomenal. And yes. Right on. Any of the steak. Atlanta's a steakhouse town. Like Chicago. Gina Giorgetti's and. Um, Chicago Cut, Gibson's. Yeah, Gibson's, all those places, too. So, listen, this has been fun. Uh, it's great to make an introduction uh, to our audience. And uh, the credentials are, we'll be honest, impressive. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, guys. Appreciate you coming the, by. Now the pressure's on. You got one in uh, Salt Lake. You got two in Seattle. When can we expect one here? We'll give you what a year and a half, two years. Of- <laughs> Why not? Why not? Let, let's start with getting a home game. We we haven't played a home game in three years. I think that's the goal for this year. He finishes top four, get a home game, uh, be in front of these impressive fans uh, in a in a, in a winner go home kind of game. It was great to get to know you. It's really exciting. This is an unbelievable place to be running a franchise in the MLS. I think you'll see that the love this town has for Atlanta United is unprecedented. Look, I'm so excited to be here. It's a chance of a lifetime. I worked 15 years for this opportunity uh, to be a CEO of an MLS team, and I'm going to do my best. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Let's Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks, Drew Butler. Good to see you, bud. Yeah, man. Great to be back. All right. Uh, tomorrow, it's the Unholy Alliance. John Chuckery, Mark Zinn. I'm back on Monday. Thanks for making the Steakhouse part of your day. Bye. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t